Hello, hello. I am so pumped to have you here for this pop-up podcast. So for the next five weeks, we're going to be diving deep into marketing your brand photography business, how I've done it, what's worked, what hasn't worked, and what we're currently experimenting with. We're going to try to keep these episodes brief because I know you're busy building your business and I'm here to give you bite-sized chunks of actionable intel so you can get back to running a business that supports a life you love. In case you and I have never met, here's a 30-second intro. I'm a brand photographer for creative, sales-driven small business owners. I started my business in 2010 and began as a wedding photographer. And over the last few years, we've successfully pivoted from weddings to brand photography. These days, my calendar is booked with half and full day shoots for high-performing creative small business owners. From photographers to authors to recently having shot for 1-800 t-shirts, my clients span the gap of the creative industry. I've been teaching photographers through online courses and speaking from the stage for years. And as I shifted into branding and saw how many other photographers out there wanted to make a similar pivot, it only made sense to share my process with our community. So I created Brand Photography Academy. We have hundreds of students inside BPA where I teach my system A to Z, soup to nuts. And I've seen this stuff work for our students. So I tell you all of that because I want you to trust me over these next few weeks of this pop-up podcast. I'm not going to blow smoke and I'm not going to pull any punches. I'm going to be honest with you about what's worked for us, what's failed, where our clients are actually finding us and where they're coming from. The question that I get the most from brand photographers is how do you get more clients? And so I'm here to help you figure out exactly how to do that. In 2021, there was a record 5.4 million applications submitted to start new businesses. 2020 topped out at 4.4 million applications. So last year, we saw a million more people say they wanted to start a small business than the year before. This is the highest number that they've ever seen. The higher the number of entrepreneurs and small business owners in the market, coupled with the increasingly online nature of business with social media and SEO and websites and all of that, it means that there's a higher demand for brand photography than ever before. So there's a huge potential right now for you to claim your corner of the market. But especially if you are expanding or pivoting from another niche, you have to be strategic about how you introduce the concept. And you've got to be intentional about how you approach your sessions to ensure that you truly are providing your clients with a valuable library of marketing-minded photographs. And the more you understand about marketing, the better you're going to be able to do that. So marketing... It's always a hot topic among small business owners because marketing is what helps get the word out about your products and services, right? But at the same time, what is marketing? It's such a big concept. Is it advertising? Is it pitching, relationship building, blogging? Um, yes, it's all of those things, but it's also a lot more than that. Because when it boils down to it, marketing is all of the actions you take to promote the buying or selling of a product or service. I'm going to say that again. Marketing is the action, all of the action that you take to promote the buying or selling of a product or service. I like this line from Investopedia, quote, at its core, marketing seeks to take a product or service, identify its ideal customers, and draw the customer's attention to the product or service available. The goal of marketing here is to attract and retain new clients who need what you offer. And boy, are there a lot of ways that you can do this. So why do we all seem to gravitate towards social media as the default and leave all the other avenues of marketing off of our marketing plans? Here's my theory. Because social media is easy. There's a low barrier to entry and it tends to yield results quickly, or at least it yields results like vanity data, like increased followers, likes and comments, which give you a quick hit of dopamine, but don't always correlate to an increase in profitability. 
But the good news is, if you're listening to this, you are part of a small group of people who know that there is more to marketing than just social media. More in a minute on why that gives you a leg up on your competition. Remember back in the fall when Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp all crashed for several hours? That moment was a huge wake-up call for a lot of small business owners. We've been putting all of our eggs or you know, a vast majority of those eggs at least into one basket. And when Meta's platforms all went dark, you had millions of entrepreneurs scrambling. There was an article in the Wall Street Journal the following day that detailed the events and they interviewed a small business owner from Australia who said that when everything went offline, she had no way to reach her clients or audience. Yikes. If that's not a blaring bullhorn in the face, I don't know what is. We have got to learn to think about marketing like we do a full body workout. If you're trying to improve your health with exercise, it would be really weird to only ever focus on working one muscle group, right? Like maybe you do a hundred bicep curls per day, but you never focus on legs or cardio or any other area of the body. So like fantastic if someone needs you to lift something heavy with just your arms, but if you need to run or push or do anything that requires muscles other than your biceps, you're kind of SOL. No, if you're trying to get healthy, you focus on getting your whole body healthy. You might warm up with a mile of walking or running on the treadmill. And then depending on whether you're using a personal trainer or a fitness app, you'll focus on different muscle groups throughout the body. Maybe legs one day, your core the next, arms the day after that, etc. That's how we need to think about marketing. Social media is just one muscle group of the whole body of marketing, but because of how relatively straightforward it is to use, it's so easy to just focus on Instagram or Facebook or TikTok. But to borrow a phrase from Julie Stoyan, marketing expert and all-around genius, she said, social media has made it so that the rest of our marketing muscles have atrophied. We have forgotten that there are so many other ways to get the word out about your products and services than just posting on Instagram stories or like me, sucking it up and finally accepting that Reels and TikTok aren't going anywhere anytime soon. Julie Stoyan, the marketing genius I mentioned, wrote a blog post back in the fall that describes the four main buckets of external traffic. And I'm going to use that framework over the next few weeks to show what we've been doing and how it's been working. I will link to that blog post somewhere here. I don't know if we're going to have show notes. If we don't have show notes, I'll put it in the email that I used to send this podcast episode. We'll make sure you guys have access to it because it's a really, really good blog post. So those four main buckets of external traffic as detailed in Julie's blog post are search, social, paid, and relationship. When I say external traffic, I mean people who find and engage with your content on various channels outside of your email list. External traffic is how you get new eyes on your business. And for many, how you build out and communicate your brand's personality. This includes outward facing outlets like social media, but also channels that you own that are open to the public, like a blog. An email list is an internal source of traffic. People who opt into your email list have already demonstrated some level of interest in hearing from you. The goal here is to develop a well-rounded marketing plan that involves something from every bucket. If all of your eggs are in the social media bucket and meta goes down, you're in the same position as that woman interviewed by the Wall Street Journal right after the huge meta outage. She had no way to reach her clients or her audience because she had placed her entire bet on Mark Zuckerberg. A well-rounded marketing plan helps you avoid that sort of disaster situation and also allows you to rest easier, not feeling like you have to use every shiny new feature that the social media gurus start pushing. Why? Because you are not solely dependent on one channel for all of your clients. 
Well-rounded marketing means that your business is more likely to survive the ebbs and flows of a crazy market because you have more evenly distributed your efforts. It's like how the experts advise that if you ever find yourself on thin ice and you're afraid that you're going to fall through, distribute your weight over a larger area by laying down and rolling to safety instead of attempting to walk, which would put all of your weight and more pounds per inch of pressure on a smaller surface and would more likely result in falling through. That's what we're doing here. We don't want to break the ice. By spreading out and purposefully focusing on marketing to more than just your social media followers, you're increasing the number of places you make contact with your audience and simultaneously relieving the pressure of needing to generate all your new leads from just one or two avenues. And when you can do that, when you can diversify your marketing channels, you will find yourself with a business that's better able to weather the storms of an unpredictable market, changes at home or in your personal life, and heck, even a pandemic. So this format of speaking into a mic from my office can feel a bit one-dimensional, and I would love to hear from you. Hop on over to our Facebook group for brand photographers and tell me, which of these four buckets are you most excited to dig into? Is it leads generated by search, social, paid traffic, or relationships? Join me for the next episode tomorrow as we dive into the first of the four buckets of external traffic, traffic generated by search.